You got a lot of notes. I got some stuff here. I tried to... F- you really drilled down on this movie, huh? I got a lot of unmovie-related notes here. But, yeah. You know. What, in what kind of way? Like, uh, just things you were pondering on while you were watching Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, they're related, but um, yeah. as loosely related as possible is uh, kind of where I'm at with it. That's how we roll on this podcast, which is, by the way, a new one likes to tune a podcast, the world's premier dedicated to Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Long. Daryl, every week we watch a Fast and Furious movie. Um, it's truly awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst thing that I do every week of my life. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like bad shit happens to me sometimes. <laughs> this is the worst thing I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this week watched Hobbs and Shaw, which is a bad movie. Yeah. And I didn't like watching it. And it was pink and poopy and uh, really bad. Yeah. And I just, it's like the worst. It's like the, it's like the worst. It's like the worst features of what everybody talks about these days of like is wrong with Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, like the industry is fucked. Mm hmm. It is just like based on the economics of how everything has to work out. And like the fact that you don't have back end DVD sales means you can't make mid market movies, which means you can't make, you know, like lots of shit. Mm-hmm. It's all fucked up. This is the embodiment of like the fucked Hollywood market yeah. to me. This movie of like put the biggest, like most controlling star and like, tune everything that you loved about X to his specifications into like his personality and make it make X the thing that you loved, which was X in this case, the fast and the furious Mm -hmm. and like make that a vehicle for the rock. (laughs) It's just fuck you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. That actually was the main thing that I was eventually going to get to. Mm -hmm. So I learned a little something um, in a roundabout way here. So mm. I'll get to the main point here, which is um, I learned a little bit about typecasting in general. Oh, okay. And sure. I my thought, my impression was always that typecasting is, hey, we write a role and we just like make this generally ambiguous, and we have we pull any number of actors in this pool to fill this particular thing that we wrote. Yeah. That's it. Just deliver on what we wrote. But yeah. I think I learned something in reading a little bit about typecasting. Also encompasses, I think, something that we're really critical of is um, actors like The Rock and actors like Ryan Reynolds, Jason Statham, guys who play the same character all the over time. And, over again, yeah. and that also falls into typecasting in terms of like, hey, this is the thing that you play. Yeah. We'll write a thing around it. We'll just slot that in. You continue to just do your normal thing and show up and do that. Uh, yeah, I think it's become very prevalent, that like brand of. Casting, mm-hmm. or just like vehicle star vehicle stuff. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, it's it's there's definitely recency bias around it because, mm-hmm. like, if you go back and watch like Cary Grant movies, you know, like that motherfucker was just like doing his Cary Grant thing the whole time. You know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, if you watch Charade or To Catch the, he's all it's all the same fucking guy basically. Yeah. Like, and people were like, yeah, dig Cary Grant. Like, put him in something else. Let's put, let's put good. Yeah, let's put Cary Grant in this fucking thing. You know, like it's kind of the same thing. 
I do think, yeah, I don't, I don't know what irks, what, what makes me love that and versus like is irked by this mm-hmm. vibe, but, um, it's, it's irksome. Yeah. 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 In that vein, we're talking about typecast and like, you know, like what makes a great actor great and a so-so actor intolerable. And mm-hmm. as part of that, I know that I watched, did you watch that Red, Red Donuts movie? Oh, we should talk about Red Donuts. Okay. What were your thoughts? Like, offensively bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, just so fucking bad. Yeah. Daryl. Worse than, I mean, worse than Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Right? I, I don't know. I can't, I mean, I think yes. Uh-huh. The fact is, like... I was interested in watching it and I was like giving it a shot and like was a little excited about it because you had talked about it. Yeah. But also it was just something new. Like, you know what I mean? Like the level I'm at with Red Notice and the level I'm at with Hobbs and Shaw are not the same. Right. 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 Um, oh my God, Daryl. I mean, I can't even be like, it's just like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like the whole movie is just like being, is like the rock being like, Fuck you. Uh-huh. I don't care. Uh-huh. I'm just going to like do my thing, position myself in the way I think it will make me look the best and like create this whole fucking vehicle that I'm going to sell to you and you're going to love it because I'm the fucking rock and like, you know, I'm the greatest and like uh, what I do is the greatest and whatever I do is like great. Mm-hmm. I'm done with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> D-U-N done. Okay. With Ryan Reynolds for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. All right, I'm done with The Rock for the rest of my life. And then, like, Gal Gadot's character is, like, nothing. Whack. Yeah. Whack. I mean, I I couldn't tell. I'm going to blame the movie. I think that the movie, like, didn't give her enough to work with, and she just played... Fine. Like, I like Gal Gadot. I think she's charming. I think she's falling in with the wrong Hollywood crowd. Exactly. (laughs) Okay? Exactly. That's what I feel. Gal, you got to get away from this Dwayne shit. You got to get away from this Ryan Reynolds shit. Uh-huh. Like these are not the boys you should be hanging out with. That's right. Okay. But also, like, fuck the laziest fucking like plot device. Like the egg. Oh, you're a couple of eggs. We need to get the third egg. It's like the laziest fucking script writing shit. <laughs> like absolutely every set piece looks like it was filmed in the fucking warehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, even the one when they're in the jungle, there's like a fucking, it looks like there's trees with a bunch of smudgy CGI behind them. Yeah. The whole thing looks like dog shit. I just, I mean, I, <sighs> fuck Red Notice. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Don't watch Red Notice on Netflix. Right. Not enjoyable from start to finish. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I, I obviously watched Red Notice a couple weeks ago. I did this. I I watched Free Guy over the weekend here. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying, sure. to do a, I'm trying to do a little study here of this Ryan Reynolds guy. I, I don't know why I don't like him. I don't know why I like him. Mm-hmm. I definitely like him a little bit, but I definitely don't <laughs> like him. Also, and I don't understand what's going on with these feelings. Yeah, so I'm yeah, trying to collect yeah. a little bit more information. Yeah, so I, so I know what I'm working with yeah. here. And I don't know, like Ryan Reynolds, he started acting when he was 15 years old. Yeah, he was young in a TV series called 15. Wow, yeah. didn't know that. And he's been acting in TV for 
basically the entirety of his. And career. he was—he's not was he was never like a model who came up into comedy. Yeah, right? he's like a—he's like, I'm just an actor. I happen to be very handsome, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, he definitely has been acting for a long time. I'm not sure. Like, I don't think it really applies to us. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes there's like a stigma of, oh, if you if you started in TV, your transition over to movies sometimes doesn't really play out. I don't think that really, yeah. like, applies. Like, I don't have I don't any, think that applies anymore. Yeah. I think it maybe used to apply in a way that doesn't anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I when I think about Ryan Reynolds, I was like, it's not... I had like a half thought here that it like the Ryan the Ryan Reynolds voice, like he's a very good yeah. voice actor. And is there a dis is there a dissociation between like Ryan Reynolds? Well, this the, movie Hobson Shaw does have a disassociated Ryan Reynolds voice in it. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. so that's a thing. So is that part of the magic of Ryan Reynolds? Is that is like, his voice? He could be a voice actor and like has a very distinct character that he plays in that and that like the idea of seeing him in a in his physical shell is like something it doesn't line up i don't know yeah. i think he like you know how people complain like the movies have been deadpoolified a mm-hmm. little bit where like everything is sort of gruesome but also like quippy and funny mm-hmm. and like everybody talks about like hitting each other's balls or something I think Ryan Reynolds himself got Deadpoolified, and that like he just sort of like clashed because he was trying to make that movie for many years mm-hmm. until Fox had let him do it, and like he had to build himself into a big enough star, and he had to sort of like pitch this thing, and like create he created this showreel for it, and like all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like he sort of like just dunked himself into this Deadpool, which is like. All right, like weird hobby, but like okay, okay man. Like mm-hmm. I guess if that's your thing, you know. And I just feel like because it, the worst thing that could have ever happened was that movie was an enormous hit, which it was. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which it was just like an astronomical hit. And not only did the studios say, "Oh yeah, let's just like make everything Deadpool," mm-hmm. but Ryan Reynolds was like. I'm just going to do this <laughs> from now on mm-hmm. because this seems to be like selling, you know? Right. I feel like there maybe used to be, there was a version of Ryan Reynolds who was like, you know, like charming, like mm-hmm. still kind of funny and a little quippy and whatever and like self effacing, but like charming. Mm-hmm. This is not it. This is not it. I, so I never watched Van Wilder, but. Yeah. I, like, um, I just sort of associate that with sort of, like, American Pie style it, Yeah, it's in, it was, like, of the era. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see it, like, oh, if that is the origin of your uh, celebrity, that, you know, it's sort of like, um, ah, you must be, like, a lowbrow actor. You'll never be able to get into the big, in, into the... Yeah, I think he's had that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. For for sure, mm-hmm. of like being a lowbrow kind of guy. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but his movies. I mean, Free Guy had a big weekend. I can't talk about Free Guy. Mm. Really, I can <laughs> soon. Okay. 
But I am working on Sean Levy's next movie, so I can't actually talk about <laughs> okay. Free Guy in a way that I want to. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What did you think about Free Guy? And I'll sit here quietly. Oh, I mean, uh, I, I, mean, I liked it. I mean, Free Guy, <laughs> right. yeah. Free, Free Guy yeah, is, fine. yeah, it's Truman Show meets the Lego movie, as far as I'm concerned. And I, uh, Jody Cormer is another one I really like, and yeah. I'm like, find a different set of friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. please. Yeah, I like Jody Cormer. I liked Taika Waititi in that. Yeah, yeah. So there are components of the movie I generally liked the concept of exploring the, I don't know, making the NPCs into sure. characters. Let's kind sure. of do it. Very cool. You can see. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Hobbs and Shaw. Let's talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Uh-huh. <laughs> the movie we're here to talk about. Mm. That was most. That was mostly it. I wouldn't talk right. about the typecast stuff. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see what I got. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. I did think. Okay, so his name is confirmed as Lucas. I think we have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Reynolds calls him Lucas. Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. Yeah. And his daughter, the like as a joke. So you're like, oh, his name's Luke. I feel like are some people just called Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Like Lucas, they don't have to be called Lucas. Like most Lukes aren't necessarily Lucases, are they? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Luke is uh, prevalent enough to be a standalone yeah. name. Yeah. Some people have like a nickname for their name, mm-hmm. like Mike, where you're like, oh, Michael. And they're like, no, my name is Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like... What the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah. My friend Frank, he goes, his name is Frank. It's not short for Franklin or Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. Uh, even Frank's a little like, that's a, yeah, Frank. Frank's sort of a middle case. Mm-hmm. An edge case, I would say. Mm-hmm. If you ran into somebody named Dan, would you, would you expect their name to be Daniel? Yes. Yes. I, I expect their yeah. I expect their yes. birth certificate to read Daniel. Okay, but that's not the case with Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke is not a name I encounter, and I'm like, there must be more to this, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's just Luke. <laughs> and so when he calls him Lucas Rebecca Hobbs, I was always like, oh, he's just sort of like playing a trill on his name. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's like adding a little foliage to it. Um, but his, I realized today his daughter only re- reacts to Rebecca. She's like, Ryan Reynolds walks in. He says, Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. And then his daughter, who's in Hobbs' daughter, who's sitting there, goes, Rebecca? But she doesn't question the Lucas part. Mm. So it must mean that uh, his name is fucking Lucas. And that's just what it is. Or maybe her name, her first name is Lucas, and she goes by her middle name, Rebecca. And <laughs> I, that's a stretch. There's a stretch. I'm going to name my daughter after myself and give her a middle name, which we'll call her by. Agent Lieutenant Lucas Hobbs. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the other part of that scene... Um, was that like he's looking at a file of Hattie Shaw? Mm-hmm. Presumably, did she give like a fake name to the agency that she worked, like the 
British Secret Service that she worked for? She works for MI6. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they know her name's Hattie Shaw, right? Mm-hmm. And that name, Hattie Shaw, would probably end up in like lots of government files, right? Mm-hmm. That people would have. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody needed information about a person who had gotten a virus stuck in their arm and were passing that information along to like a special agent who had retired and like decided to live the easy life but needed to come back for one last job, mm-hmm. they would give them a file, right? The whole file. The whole file. With Hattie Shaw's name in it. Mm-hmm. So why at that point didn't he just be like, Shaw? 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 You mean Shaw Shaw? Like, like Shaw Shaw? <laughs> As an Owen, Deckard, yeah, some of like, the guys oh, who I like oh, literally D. just <laughs> encountered. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That yeah. seems kind of dumb. Yeah. And then he's like surprised that it's like his sister. Hmm. Sister? Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. Was she ever, let's think, was she working for MI6? Or are we just saying that because Decker definitely was, right? Exiled MI6. I don't remember the file itself. Yeah. No, he says, he says, doesn't he say, doesn't Idris say something in the first scene of the movie? Or like the second scene? In the, no, the first scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. The helicopter lands, they jump out, they go in, they secure the virus. He shows up in the garage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, MI6, or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she's there. All those agents that are there in the armored vehicle yeah. are so MI6. I like all your matching outfits. Oh, yeah. So she's a government agent. Mm-hmm. She was a bad girl gone straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She sort of like grew up with a rough and tumble family. She can't account, you know. She can't answer for her brother. Mm-hmm. She can't answer for her other brother. She can't answer for her mother. All she can do is hold her head up high. Try to work each day to put criminals like them away. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's like the Hattie Shaw vibe, right? Which I'm into. Mm-hmm. Heavily into. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah, but Luke. Yeah, Luke Rebecca Shobbs, the greatest uh, tracker of all time. That should have been very obvious to him. He should have read her fucking name in the file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Made the easiest connection available. Reading. That's the easiest connection to make. <laughs> That's how you make the connection. Mm-hmm. You read it right there in front of you. Yeah. So the fact that he didn't know it was Hattie Shaw, the fact that he didn't know it was Shaw's sister... I mean, doesn't speak well of his sort of like tracking and tracking skills. Mm-hmm. We've seen his tracking skills on display. They're okay. Incredible. Really? He can deduce a lot of information from a disassembled GT500. It's why the diplomatic security service hired him in the first place, okay? Just like Brian, who lies for a living and he's good at it. Mm-hmm. That's why they hired me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why they, that's why they, that's why they recruited me. He Hobbs is good at tracking people. Knows how to do it. So this case may be a rare misstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um What else do you want to talk about? I don't care. Yeah. Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. Cool. I have a loosely Fast and Furious related yeah. item. Talk to me. Because I also 
watched another movie oh, shit. that you've watched. Oh, is that true? Pretty sure. I watched Shang-Chi a couple days ago. Oh, <laughs> Shang-Chi. My Fast and the Furious related observation yeah. is that the opening fight scene on that um, accordion yeah, the bus. bus. Yeah. Best bus fighting scene. I totally ever. agree. And, and literally, you, if you're like Justin Lin and his production partners like going to watch Shang-Chi and looking at that fight scene, you got to be kicking yourself. Oh, be like, my oh, God. Oh, why didn't we think of this? Oh, it's <laughs> incredible. So good. It's like, it's that compared to, um, yeah, Fury 7. Like, yeah. we thought that was a good bus fight scene. This one, so much better. Yeah. Like, really the utilization of the accordion piece of it. He's jumping all through totally. the hangers, and then he finally ends up pulling the little uh, stop yeah, the, request yeah. string. Just total use really good. of the entire bus. Yeah. And, like, I was recently complaining about the, I don't know, I don't remember what to call it, like the mega train thing in Fate of the, no, not Fate, in Fast 9. The Beast. Yeah, yeah, the Beast thing. It's got no windows. It's not dynamic because, right. like, the outside is outside, it's, the inside is nothing. It's just a blank box, basically. And this yeah. is the opposite of that. Totally. Full windows, full interaction inside, And there's, outside. like, they cut a brake line, oh. th- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just... Dynamic things that happen. And San Francisco happens to be a very dynamic uh, locale for such a thing. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it was like all around very well done and very well staged. And the thing I also liked about it is that they fucking did it. They built a bus, they put it on a gimbal rack, and they just like shook it around and like had the guys fighting it. You know, it's on a green screen stage, but I still thought it was like, I still think it's, it was cool, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. That they actually built something. I agree. So. So, I mean, yeah. We herald the Fast series here as the pioneers of vehicular warfare and using the cars as a backdrop for action sequences. Yeah. But don't sleep, okay? There's other people that are out there making They're good stuff. The They're coming for the crown. <laughs> They're coming for the crown. They're coming for the crown. All right. So, Shang-Chi. Talk, talk to me more about Shang-Chi. What did you, you think? Um, I mean, overall, I mean, I like the storyline. I think, yeah. I don't know the full thing, but I think the reappropriation of, a, like, the racist, like, yeah. Mandarin character, it yeah. was, like, done really well. They touched on it, like, briefly and delicately, <laughs> boom, done, like, yeah. understood. Um, and I thought the use of the Ten Rings as weapons, kind of cool, kind of different. There were a couple nice, like, slow-mo action scenes where they're using the Ten Rings. I was like, oh, this seems kind of cool. I liked the... I mean, you don't really see it in anything else besides kung fu movies, but the use of the Shaolin rope dart as Yeah, the, the rope dart is, is, uh, <laughs> is so cool. I mean, it looks complicated uh-huh. to use. Uh-huh. You know? But the rope dart is cool. So cool. <laughs> so cool. I mean... <laughs> If, yeah, if you imagine yourself back in, uh, I don't know, the fourth grade or so, playing with a Yomega yo-yo, mm-hmm. hitting a couple around the world, doing some forward it's passes, very much like that. getting yourself hit in the elbow, potentially, Absolutely. at high speed. Absolutely. Imagine if what was on the, under the other end of that was a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be really... Uh, that's, maybe that's how they train them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Train with the cool. yo-yo first, and yo-yo then you first. can put a rope dart on the end. Yeah, the rope dart's sick. I mean, 
I am again. I haven't seen the movie again, uh-huh. Shang Chi. Like maybe I should watch it again. But honestly, like I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good. I also really liked the high quality dragon content. I was way. I was just gonna say not. I was like not into the giant dragon. Mm-hmm. I like if I think back to other dragons that I see. Um, Regularly, I think of like the Harry Potter dragons. I not think of the it. Lord of the Rings dragon. Definitely not. Into Lord it. of the Rings dragon's terrible. You know, though, one from like the Hobbit movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so bad. That one's terrible. Even I haven't watched all of Game of Thrones, but I just like some of those dragons pretty weak. Lame. Yeah, yeah. So th- these are the highest quality dragons I've seen recently. Even compared to like Mandalorian and Dune, like those have like dragon-y sort of things. This one seemed to be a lot more dynamic. Yeah, maybe I'm just not like a dragon guy, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I will say like, uh, yeah, uh, a dragon, it doesn't knock me away from a t- from a story, I think. Uh-huh. Doesn't bring me in. Yeah. The yeah. one thing I will say dragon related that I'm very into mm-hmm. is like around Chinese New Year when you get it like a, Kick-ass dragon dance. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, otherwise, eh, yeah. take him or leave him. Mm-hmm. Take him mm-hmm. or leave him. And I think, like, on this movie, it just felt like something that, like, while Shang-Chi was battling his dad, mm-hmm. they needed something for everybody else to be doing. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, just plop it like a... Big ass drag. It's like yeah. let's scroll in like the Marvel CG assets file folder and like mm-hmm. see what we can find there. <laughs> Anybody have a dragon? You're like, <laughs> you know, like here's a dragon. Mm-hmm. That was my sort of gripe about it, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Simu Leo, good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, good dragon. I mean, I like those little those little uh, flesh demon things. Those are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And fighting against the razor fist guy, he's, he's chopping them up and they're instantly yeah, like regenerating. Fist, that was pretty scary. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And Aquafina, good. Aquafina, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, she's like, for me right now, the anti Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> of like, she's still doing her thing. Yeah. They're, you know, typecasting her in terms of like, hey, just come do your Aquafina thing mm-hmm. in this movie. We'll like build the whole thing around you. Mm hmm. But sign me up. Yeah. I'm for it. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Do you think she could ever enter the Fast and the Furious Definitely. universe? I'd be really into it if yeah. she did. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it'd be sweet. Give her like... Yeah, I would love... I would love maybe a story where they're less altogether. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a movie in which... There's like they have to break up into sort of smallerish groups, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you got your usual sort of. They try, they do this on a micro basis where they break up into like Ludacris and Tyrese and Ramsey, mm-hmm. you know, and then like Michelle and Mia hang out. But if it was like, if it was that, but like Aquafina and like CGI Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Aquafina has to show up. She's like, Brian, like, get it together, okay? Saddle up in your minivan and let's go. We got business to conduct. She's like, like Aquafina, like, taking over the minivan while Brian is, like, you know, recovering from a tooth surgery or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh, and they yeah, have to go yeah. save the world. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's all laughing gassed out. They get to do whatever he wants. 
he's strapped in in the in the middle seat of the minivan, and yeah. Aquafina's driving. Yeah, that seems like a high quality scene to me. I think so. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. Um, no, I could see Aquafina like working extremely well in the Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be for it. Yeah, be better than this fucking movie, Hobbs mm-hmm. and Shaw, big time. That's for sure. So, you want to do some shoutouts? Sure do. You ready for them? I'm a little less ready for them, so you should go ahead while okay. I think of my like weekly shout out. Okay. Um, I think I have. I mean, I got. I got two shout outs. Yeah. First one is uh, weaker. Uh, they're both a little bit weak. The so first one is. Um, you asked me about this iPhone 13 mini. Yeah. It rules. Yeah. So initially, obviously, it rules. Um, battery life is good. I recently, so I came from an iPhone 7. The shout out here is for this uh, accessory. I don't know. It was in Jess's parents' car called an Inapow phone, ma- phone mount. So I always thought, I was like, oh, you have to have this like crazy plastic contraption to like Mount onto your car yeah. somewhere. Yeah. The new ones, it's just like a circular magnet. Yeah, it's a magnet. With a little like carrot top on it, and you jam it in the doodad. Yeah. And I saw it there. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to use this. I just took up my phone. And I was like, slap. I was like, oh my <laughs> and God. And then it's like charging and doing all the shit oh. that you need to do. This one wasn't charging, it was just holding. But the battery uh, life is so incredible on this thing. I yeah. never have to charge it. Yeah. So, I mean, for real, I'm with you. Yeah. Max, I've been borrowing Max's car. Uh-huh. He's got one too. It charges and it like slaps, and then it's like my GPS and the whole thing. It's oh, incredible. Oh my yeah. god! So I've the MagSafe shit is changing my whole thing. Around. I didn't even know it was here. I didn't think about it until literally the other day when I was because I'm yeah. coming from I'm coming from iPhone Seven and like, it didn't whatever. have that. Yeah. So I didn't remember. No wireless charge. You've been living in no wireless charging for so long. That's right. So. I some some surprise and delight as far as the iPhone 13 mini. It's got magnets and that shit fucking works. Yeah. Um. So shout out to the iPhone. That thing. Yeah, it does what it's supposed to do. I hear you, man. Yeah. Um. Shout out number two is. Um. I got my booster shot last week. Yeah. Um. I went to originally I went to that FEMA site, which I had a good experience with. They're not doing that big center, so I went to this thing in. It was in Bushwick. It was in like a larger apartment building called the Jefferson. Mm-hmm. But it was in a, it's like a, I guess a new construction or gut renovated building. But you know how the bottom level sometimes is made for retail, but nobody's moved in yet. Yeah, totally. They adopted one of those spaces Good. for this Good. particular thing. Yeah. It was very well run. And you do have to like move around in a bunch of different seating areas. But everybody that was working there was just, just, Great to be around. Right. And they all sort of knew what was going on. And I don't know. It was really nice. And I had an excellent experience there. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got boosted. Did I you mix boosted. and match? No, I got three shots of Pfizer. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm going to have to mix and match because I got Medoin. Yeah. And when I go back to Auckland, which mm-hmm. will be before my six months of regular double shot, double dose. Mm-hmm. So I can't get boosted here. Hmm. So I'll go back to Auckland, and they don't have Medoin. Oh. They only got Pfizer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a Pfizer boost. I think you should be fine. They, they say okay. mix and match is good. Yeah. They say it's like, yeah, <laughs> swirl it up. <laughs> Do it up. Mm-hmm. Do it up. Yeah. I don't really have a shout-out this week, I'm going to be honest. That's okay. 
I was trying to think of something while you were talking of like a thing I'm digging. Oh, I can give a shout out. Yeah. It's an anti shout out. Okay. A quick one. <laughs> All right. There's a car out there. It's called a Subaru Crosstrek. Uh-huh. It's very popular these days. Yeah. You'll see them all over the place. They have like blue. They're like either blue or orange. Mm. Sort of a light blue or a or light orange. Mm-hmm. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Our friend Max, friend of the show, friend of the pod, owns one. Mm-hmm. And I've been borrowing it. And it's a fine vehicle. The gas mileage, great. Mm-hmm. The car play, totally fine. Mm-hmm. The like suspension, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows these things about cars? Right. I don't know. Somebody. Every time you turn the car on or disconnect the phone, the fucking stereo comes on. And it's like, you, it, you, there, I looked, it comes on and it comes on like loud uh-huh. because the phone volume isn't the same. You have to like, when you connect the phone to like, uh, Bluetooth? Not Bluetooth, but uh, like, like the CarPlay. You like plug it in, right? Mm-hmm. But when and so I'm listening to an audio book. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good time. Yeah. All right. I'm traveling from New York to Massachusetts. I unplug the phone. Um. And as soon as I unplug the phone, even if I have the car off, mm-hmm. even if I have the car <laughs> off, the radio comes on, and because like. When the phone's in, I've had to crank the volume. It's like, like it's so fucking loud yeah. and insane. And like, I tried to, you have to open the door to turn it off. Mm-hmm. That's the way you turn the thing uh, off, is you okay. have to open the door. Sure. It is insane. It's like the system that they devised is so fucking crazy. Uh-huh. And I Googled it of like how to turn off there. It's just pages and uh-huh. pages and pages and pages of people be like, why can't I turn the fucking stereo off of my fucking car? Like, <laughs> that's what the whole shit is about. Uh-huh. So, anti-shout-out, boo to Subaru. Mm-hmm. Do not get this vehicle. It will ruin your life. This is a, this is a deal-breaker problem with the car. <laughs> like, this is a issue. Yeah. This is an issue. Excellent. Good to so, know. It's really bad. Especially because, like, maybe it's tuned to a station in New York. Mm-hmm. It's like a station you can, like, handle. Yeah. Okay, fine. Right? So, like, when you're in New York, every time you open and close the door, whatever, it'll come on to that station that's, like, fine. But then as soon as you go out of town, it's just, like, static hiss. It's crazy that they did this. It's crazy that they did this. Yeah. I almost put a pickaxe through the fucking screen. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Damn. Anti-shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for me, bud. I think so, too. I think we did a good job. I think we did a very bad job, but, you know, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I'll say this right now. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. For me, for you, for our listeners. Who gives a shit? I don't care about these people. Actively, listeners, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. <laughs> I hate you. No, I, I love you. Yeah. And in that vein, because I love you so much, you should rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, not this episode. Mm-hmm. Don't base your review on this episode, but like, well, not any other episodes, but like what you think the pod could be. Mm. And then write a review about that. Uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. At Nolt Podcast is where we are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No One Likes the Tuna Podcast is where we are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No One Likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com is where you can send us a letter electronically. And uh, patreon.com slash no one likes the tune podcast. You want to throw us a buck? All good? I think so. All right. Next week. Yes. What are we watching? You tell me. This is the I feel experience. So just to recap, this is the, 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 the I'm trying to create curate a watching experience of these movies that is the worst of all time. Mm-hmm. And we have so far watched 889937 <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Right? Yeah. Till next week. We're gonna watch Hobbs and Straws. Oh no, we're not. No, we're not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're watching six. Okay. Just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Six. It is next six. week. Six. I'll be there. Six. All right. Later, bro.